0: and that whole hobo with his southern Twain show is back coming to you something like live out of san antonio the 210 of course i'm the host joe madness now this is gonna be a huge show all right i've been kind of on, in some type of rut here in the past I don't know, three, four days, and I don't know. I woke up today. I felt, I feel a lot better. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe, uh, maybe that demon that that possesses me. Maybe I'm ever taking a vacay, right? <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. But. I do want to talk about something ridiculous, okay? It's true, and for the most part, at least the beginning part. And then the second part's more or less fiction, right? Because it never happened. You know, this is basically something that started. And it never got, never got finished. It never, it never went the way I had hoped, right? So, what, what the fuck am I talking about? What am I saying, right? You guys out there are like, all right, so <laughs> what are you trying to tell me, right? So back when I was, I was about 27, 28 you know I started doing you know actually I began on a on my weight loss journey right you know cuz I, I had gotten almost 300 pounds and you know at that time you know my, my ex left me never came back never knew she wasn't gonna come back so you know that point in time I just I felt like I needed a change you know, I didn't I didn't want to be big anymore. I didn't like the way it felt. You know, stretchy pants isn't a size. So it's pretty tough. You can't you can't find any clothes to wear. So uh, I think it was uh, it was about two or three months of me trying to run, then running, then being able to do a whole lot of exercising. You know, little by little, right? There's was a whole change of what I consumed as far as food. No alcohol. Just water. And I got down to... Um, under 200, you know? So, at that point, I started doing... Jiu-Jitsu, you know, I try to do Muay Thai. I try to do boxing. I was doing Jiu-Jitsu more than anything. Um, I was running a lot. I was uh, I was doing exercise videos a lot, like P90X and Insanity. You know, it was just, those really were nuts. Like, damn, that shit hurt. You know what I mean just thinking about it I'm like Ugh. you know what I mean like that shit is not fun at all so you know I got really uh I got really serious about jiu-jitsu but you know I still wanted to drink I still wanted to get fucked up I don't know what it is alcohol has always been it's always been a part of my adulthood life you know started drinking I was 20 really like a lot I mean I've drank before before then but nothing like this nothing like when I turned 20 so when I did lose the weight I went back to drinking you know and you know the plan was I wanted to fight like MMA right You know, I don't think MMA. Then I don't even think it was as big as as it is now. You know, I mean, it's it's grown in popularity over the years, but you know, like right now, it's I think it's at its peak, right? Some people say it's losing popularity, but I don't know. I think uh, I think a lot of people out there still find it entertaining. You know. It's always going to be fun to watch two people get in a cage and, you know, try to beat the shit out of each other, right, and win, so, you know, I I try to, I try to get my jujitsu coach at the time to give me a fight, you know, and then he was telling me that I wasn't ready, he was telling me that, you know, I wasn't serious because half the time I, I showed up drunk, you know, to the to the fucking to the workouts, the practice. You know, and Was he right? I mean, probably. I probably probably was drunk every now and again. And I don't think that took away from my dedication though. It didn't take away from from me like getting the work done, you know. Yeah, I might have drank and whatnot, but I still did the work. I still put in the work. You know, you still got to do the work, right? I mean, hell. If you don't do the work, then you're never going to get any better. You're never going to, you know, be able to reap the benefits of all that work. So... You know, I think he ended up getting this other guy a fight. This other guy, I don't even understand why. Like, he got this guy a fight, and like a week later, he was like, oh, my arm hurts. And I'm like, um, let me take that fight, you know. And he wouldn't, he, <laughs> he wouldn't let me. He said that, uh, he said it was messing my record. You know, I didn't really care about that at the time. I just wanted to get in there and see if I could do it, you know? You know, for... For many years, probably since, like... Probably, like, 2004. You know? Probably, like, 2006. 2008. That's that's when... That's when I really started watching MMA. Like it just fucking caught my attention. It drew me in like nothing else I've ever seen. So, you know, at this point in time, like I didn't I didn't care about anything. It's all I did. I trained. uh, I worked out like ten hours a day. You know, they pretty much just kind of give you a, just kind of give you a little vision of paint you a picture of, of what I did on a daily basis you know I wake up because at the time I, I worked with my stepdad you know at this uh, construction job it was just me and him and he I don't know for whatever reason he wanted to go to fucking work like fucking the, the crack of dying you know what I'm saying like really fucking early so, you know, I, I'd try to get up before him, you know, get, get dressed or whatnot, or actually just put on some gear that I could run in, and then it was probably like 5 o'clock in the morning, man, and, you know, he'd do whatever he was doing, and then he'd meet me like a mile or two down the road, right? So, I would, I would run or jog like a few miles down the road. And then up to the truck where he was parked, and then you know I'd get in, and then we'd go, we'd go to work, and then when we got to work, you know I'd uh, I'd eat breakfast, and then I would do another hour workout. You know it'd probably be like Insanity or P90X or one of those. And then right before we left, I did another 45 minutes to an hour workout, and then after we got off. A work. You know, I would... Uh, I would go to jujitsu. That would be anywhere from, like, two hours to, like, three hours. And then, if I had some time, probably be some Muay Thai in there. And then boxing. And then... You know, if I... No matter what, what hour of the day, though, (laughs) I, I would always have time to go run, you know? I'd run, like, three miles. So even if I was fucking tired and beat the fuck up, like, I would drive to the park and run three miles. So... Uh, I did that every day. You know, sometimes i I didn't I didn't have enough time to do all of it, but for the most part, yeah, I did that every fucking day. And then one day, you know, after talking to my coach, I just got discouraged, you know. You know, he he told me he was gonna give me a fight, and I was just like, damn, you know, like just put me in there. And you can't you can't get a fight by yourself because like amateur fights, you have to you have to be sponsored by a coach by a gym. You know, because they don't want guys getting in there and getting hurt, making them look bad. So they make you, you know, get a coach to vouch for you, right? So that you're able to do this. So, I didn't have anybody that would. I didn't have one person that that would do that for me, so. You know, I ended up getting down to like 170. I was 170 fucking pounds. That's how much working out I was doing. You know, I would say 200 is a good weight for me. 170, I was just fucking ripped, man. My arms are huge. I had a six pack. I mean, I could run, I mean, I was in really fucking good shape. Just looking back at it, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, I kind of wish I was like that still. You know, but I, I mean, essentially I still could be, you know. Like, There's nothing stopping me from being back like that, but... Yeah, it's just a lot of work. Now, that's the real part. You know? What ended up happening was... I ended up taking a job in Dallas. And the next two years I spent in DFW. I didn't work out. I got fat. I got drunk all the time. (laughs) You know, all that work I had done over the years. Just pissed down the fucking drain, right? So... I guess this is uh this is where it could get interesting right like what would have happened if my coach would have said yes what would have happened if i didn't get discouraged and i just kept going you know because essentially i probably would have fought at 155 pounds you know because you know if i if i got down to 170 and i still had a little bit of fat on me probably still could have got down to 155 right so you know, I never thought I was gonna be the best at fighting. I, I never, I never had it envisioned in my brain that I was gonna, you know, win a a world title or anything like that in MMA. You know, the the thought process I had was, you know, I'm I'm really good at talking, right? I'm really good at talking shit. I'm really good at finding people's buttons and just fucking mashing a button, right? Till they can't take it anymore. You know, I've always been really good at that. Just just talking shit. Just looking at people in the eye and just fucking murking them, right? With words. So You know, at this point in time, you know, Conor McGregor, he wasn't he wasn't as big as he was, you know? I think, I think during that time, you know, I, I, I had seen him for the first time, you know, doing interviews. I saw him on this, on this popular MMA, um, show, you know, nobody knew who he was at the time. You know, I didn't know who he was. I didn't really pay attention to him. You know, the guy doing the interview was the one that was just, you know, so impressed by the guy. You know, even, even Dana White's famous for saying, you know, if any if he could fight any anywhere as good as he fucking talks, then he's gonna be a big star in the UFC, right? Now I I didn't know anything about McGregor at the time, but I had picture it pictured in my mind. I was like, Well, you started fighting, you started learning to fight. At such a old age, right? Like I was I don't know. It was like 27 28 when I actually tried to learn how to how to learn these you know the martial arts right so started at such a fucking old age you know I just kinda of figured like you know what even if you can't you know beat the best guys in the world maybe he can learn just enough um, Take out the The guys in like the beginner You know I don't know Beginner fights right Like maybe you can beat fucking five guys in a row You know make it to the UFC And then after that just Fucking run your mouth To a fucking title right You know what I'm saying Fucking talk as much shit as you fucking possibly can Till they put you in the fucking octagon with the champion and they pay you something big you know what i'm saying is that i mean i don't, I don't know i don't even think at that time like if i if i would have got that lucky if i would have had the opportunity to fight like a, a champion i don't i don't think i would have took like fucking pennies you know like it would have been some money you know what i'm saying because I think people would have wanted to see that fight. Something about. A guy that can talk shit. <laughs> Something about a guy that. Fucking runs his mouth. is I don't know. It's fucking entertaining. It's entertainment. You know. That's what people want to see. They want to feel the drama. You know. If it's just. If it's just two guys fighting. You know. this. There's nothing behind it. There's no there's no bickering, there's no shit talk. Just two guys shaking hands and they're like, ah, you know, like they're smiling and they're like, ah, oh, he's my friend. Ah. It's like, oh no, man, like that's <laughs> That's not fun to watch. You know, that's why wrestling can be so entertaining. You know, because you know, I, I would say back in the day, when there were heels and baby faces more now it seems like there's not really anything like that. Um, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it was just like a movie, you know? Like, every time it came on, it was like a movie. It was bad guys, and it was good guys. And, you know, they, they talk shit to each other. They fucking fought, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was just kind of like that, man. Like, the best guys are the ones that can talk shit. And they're good at it. Now... If you're just gonna sit there and run your mouth, just to run your mouth, I mean nobody's gonna give a fuck. Like you gotta be able to say something that people feel. You know, you gotta you gotta be entertaining at the same time. So that's more or less what I thought I would have brought to the table, you know? You know, I never believed that I would make it in fighting in the fight game by my skills, you know? My physical skills. And like I always felt like, you know what? Maybe I would get a couple of lucky punches here and there. Maybe the guy would get knocked out. Maybe I'd choke somebody out. Maybe uh maybe the fight would go three rounds and they fucking just gave me the fight. You know what I mean? Like they said, Oh, he won <laughs> You know, some shit like that, and I just got lucky. And then when I had my big fucking shot on the big stage, I would talk the most shit. I would talk more fucking shit than anybody ever fucking ran their mouth before, you know? And at this point in time, right now, Conor McGregor's 30 years old. I'm 32. You know, in a different time. If different choices would have been made four or five six years ago you know seven years ago you know maybe today instead of Conor McGregor versus Khabib Nergana Madoff it would be Conor McGregor versus Joe Madness for the 155 title right 170 pound belt I mean who knows who knows what the fuck would happen I don't I don't know that's fucking crazy now this is this is a part where it's just you know it's what would have been what could have happened maybe maybe it never would have happened you maybe you can play it back you can run those last six years over again those last seven eight years over again a hundred times. Maybe it would never play out like that. But it only takes one fucking time, right? <laughs> I mean what what if out of a hundred fucking times what if there was this one time it just played out like that? It was Conor McGregor versus Joe Madness for the world title in the UFC. Like, how fucking crazy would that be? You know, just two people sitting there talking shit to each other. Getting in the octagon, squaring off. I mean, I don't know. Well, do I think he would beat me, though? Like, if that happened? Like, if our lives would have, you know, intersected in the octagon in the UFC. Do I believe he would beat me if he would have like obviously i don't i don't fucking do anything anymore like you know this this is just a scenario that i created in my head (laughs) would it uh have ever happened That's crazy but why not why not sit here why not sit here and say that I would have fucking beat him you know why not I don't have a thing I don't have anything to lose like to sit here and say that I would have fucking beat him like I'm not losing or gaining anything right so why not you know I'll fucking say it I would have beat him In that fucking made-up scenario I just made up right now. I would have murdered McGregor in the Octagon. Right? (laughs) Uh, Now let's kick the shit off. and that hobo is back on the mic so that's a hell of a tale right there you know you know you start with some real shit and then you move on to what could have been right so i had this uh this ex that i talk about all the time right obviously Bring her up like all the fucking time Nowadays But One thing that she did tell me That seems to hold true Many a times When it comes to To me Is You know I live in the clouds right I live in this fantasy world And <clears throat> You know there comes times In my life where I don't e- I don't even realize that you know I'm I'm living in this world of make-believe, you know, in my head, it feels like it's real, but it's not, it's not it's not fucking real. You know, when I first moved to San Antonio, seems like years ago now. Looking back at it. I guess if I would uh, put a number on it. You know I would say it's probably been about six years. Since I've moved here. And. You know I was. I was essentially I was forced to date somebody. You know we ended up being together for two years. You know I didn't never really liked her. It's Probably the first time I've ever. Dated somebody and not Not been into them You know You know when we first started dating There was this <clears throat> There was this girl that Pretty much had the same name as her And she fucking hated her She hated this girl right I don't know why either I have no idea But this girl was Was beautiful to me She was a time piece of my eyes You know I I wanted so bad to be with her, you know, to run up to her and tell her, hey, I think you're fucking hot, and I want you, you know what I mean? I think she's still in in San Antonio, but, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, what, what would have happened, though? I don't know, I guess that's a story for another day, right? <laughs> but... I guess, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, you know, toward the end of the relationship, you know, I don't know what it was. Um, I guess it was at that time, it was probably one of the, it was probably a grandioso of fantasies for me. Like I I came up with this whole thing in my head I was like I was like you know what You're gonna You're gonna sit here And you're gonna practice Throwing the football You're gonna You're gonna get in better shape You're gonna get faster You're gonna get stronger And then you're gonna go try out for the UTSA Roadrunners right Like I've never even fucking thrown the ball, like, 80 yards, 60 yards. I've never been a fucking quarterback in my life, you know? Here I am. I'm like, uh, I don't know, 28, 29 years old, right? And in my head, I feel like just just out of nowhere, I'm going to... Trial for the fucking football team of a college, you know. I think it's a Division One college too, isn't it? You know, I could be wrong, but like, I'm gonna trial for this fucking team, and they're gonna let me be the quarterback, right? Like, come on, fuck out of here. Like, how did I come up with that? Like, why? How does that make any sense? You know, this whole. This whole project, this whole delusion I had built up in my head later became known as superstar status. <laughs> so, you know, I, I ended up going to Walmart. You know, we, we went to Walmart. And, you know, I ended up buying a football. You know, I think it was like $12. I still have that football. You know, made sure to get a, made sure to get a brown one. Supposedly it's, uh, supposedly it's like NFL, you know, uh, grade I guess. You know, it's an NFL size football, which is crazy because if I was gonna try to be a quarterback in college, you figured out to get a college size football, right? Which I think are like way bigger. So, you know, we we go outside. You know, the middle of the night in the apartment complex, and I sit there and throw passes at her. You know, as a girl I was dating at the time. You know, my arm would, my arm would get sore. Like I couldn't even throw the football right. You know, you know, I don't even think I could throw it forty fucking yards. And she couldn't catch what the fuck either. So. You know, I got to the point where I had her running routes. And I was like, Yeah, just go ten yards down and make it right and then fucking go five more yards and like she was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we'd go out in the empty fields and play, play catch and you know, she would throw the football to me and I was like, Goddamn. Like the bitch had an arm, you know. It's like, why aren't you trying (laughs) out for you say, right? Which is crazy, because she had these little bitty tiny hands. But she could just grip the football and just fucking missile it, right? Like, I don't know how far she could throw it, but she was really good at throwing the fucking football. You know, it was crazy, too, because she was kind of like, she was kind of like on the chubby side. She had some big old fucking titties. You know, that she would strap down with uh, multiple bras. You know, when she worked out or, you know, when she was playing sports because she was really active. She's big old thighs and. I don't know. It was just, just amazing to see her, like, be able to do all this shit because. I don't know. She was, like, really athletic, but at the same time, she was kind of chubby, you know? So. it was just amazing to watch her, like, and then she would, she would get so competitive, she was really competitive, like, if you beat her in something, she would get so pissed, like, you had to let her win, because, like, she'd be in a fucking shitty mood for the rest of the day, the night, whatever, so, superstar status, that's, uh, that's what I called it, you know, eventually, the shit fizzled out. Kind of realized it suck at being a quarterback, and you know, kind of felt like somebody got a rifle and shot my balloons for me, floating out there in the sky. You know, over San Antonio, over the city. Just kind of like living up there in the clouds for a moment, you know, and then. Eventually, just like everything else, I got shot down, right? So. That was a hell of a time. Superstar status. Superstar status. You know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a lot better today than I have you know, before with the mother fucking, uh really gloomy sad fucking episodes that I put out recently, right? maybe it was just the weather, I don't know I don't know what it was but, uh I don't know, I guess for the most part nothing's changed for me to feel any different, but I do, I do feel different, and I don't know what to tell y'all. Like, that's great. <laughs> I guess the next thing I feel like talking about, you know, we haven't talked about sex in a while. You know, kind of seems like it's overdue. You know, like, he stand whole bowl with his Southern Twang show, right? Like, you gotta talk about sex. Like, fuck yeah, right? So. You know, I guess one of the best experiences I've ever had, you know, multiple times have been with pregnant females. Like, I've never actually gotten anybody pregnant and had a baby, but I have fucked around with females that were knocked up and they happened to get in their panties, right? Which is fucking awesome. I don't know what it is about these bitches, but. <clears throat> Like, I don't know. It's like their pussies are just... Man, they're they're kind of like plump. They just kind of look like they need to get fucked all the time. Like, if there's anybody out there that's pregnant listening, you probably know what's up, right? Or if you have been pregnant. I've heard it many a times. Like, pregnant females need to get fucked all the time. Like, if you're not dicking them bitches down and you're with them... They they might think about cheating on you lots of times. That might be a thought that goes through their heads. Now I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but just like everything else, it might it might happen. <laughs> but let's see. Yeah, I think uh Just kinda just kinda just I don't know, going back to the ones I fucked, I guess trying to think here. I remember there's this one white girl. She was young. She was probably like 20. I was in Dallas. I think it was like 26. You know? And... Yeah. I had picked her up because she, she was gonna rent. She was gonna rent a room in my apartment. You know, my condo or whatever. You know, and... I think she ended up staying like a couple weeks. And then... I don't know what the fuck happened to her. Something happened to her. But, uh, man, them whole two weeks, though, she was pregnant. I think she was like five, six months pregnant. I was dicking her down. Some other dude would come over and dick her down. And then after he left, I don't know, for some reason, I think, like, if a girl gets used like a fucking hoe, I think that's hot. Like, if somebody just fucked her. And her, her fucking ass just got, just got fucked really good. You know, I don't know. I don't know why. Sometimes that turns me on. I'm like, you know what? Somebody just got done using her. Like, that's fucking hot. I'm going to go over and fucking use her. So he'd fucking leave. You know, I'd go upstairs and fucking fuck the shit out of her some more, you know? Like, it was fucking awesome. I loved it. So that was one one occasion. You know, and then I met this. Uh, I met this girl that claimed to be from Hawaii. Supposedly, she was an island girl, and she was Puerto Rican. You know, I met her. I think I met her online, on POF, I think. And, um... Uh, I ended up picking her up from my mom's house. She was, like, four months pregnant, five months pregnant. Like, she had a, a good-sized belly on her. She was, like, really skinny, though. She was... You can tell she was a die piece, you know? This girl had a fucking... She had a, like, she had a coke problem, though. Like, she really wanted some fucking coke. I'm not talking about the soda, you know? From that bogus sugar, right? So, I mean, I knew some people. I knew some people that, you know, could help her out with that. But I was thinking, I was like, girl's pregnant. Like, what kind of person would I be if I, uh, if I hooked her with some coke? Like, she wanted some coke bad, like, I don't even know why she was fiending so bad on that. She just wanted it. I am fucking no idea. No idea why. I guess, uh... That's when you got a vice and... You haven't had it in a while. You just go kind of crazy, right? But... I ended up picking her up from my mom's house. And her mom was like, You take really good care of her. I was like, alright... So, as soon as we got in the house, man, I fucking pulled the shorts down, and, like, she had a nice, fat pussy. I was just eating her out, and I started fucking the shit out of her. It's kind of weird, though, because, like, she was laying on the bed, you know, belly up, and then, like, you could feel it. You could feel it moving in there. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just like, oh, I think it's uh, it's kicking or something. Like I might have poked him in the head, and he was like, ah, and then he started going crazy in the womb, right? I don't fucking know. But yeah, I ended up turning around, and I was fucking her doggy style with a pillow under her. You know, you gotta you gotta take the proper precautions, right? Like, can't be that big of an asshole all the time, right? So. I don't even know what ended up happening with her. Like, I fucked her for a while. It was really fun. And they just kind of took her back to her mom and was like, here you go. <laughs> like, you're done, right? He's just like, all right, I'm bringing your, your daughter back. She's pretty crazy. My bitch wants some Coke, so, you know, just watch out for that. You know, because she's pregnant and all, right? So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is about pregnant women, man. I think it's it's a big fetish for a lot of guys out there. Like, I don't know what it is. Because... Like, you would think that a girl carrying your baby would be really fucking hot, right? But she's still fucking hot even though she's not carrying your child. Like, what kind of fucked up fantasy is that? Like, why does it do it for us? I don't understand. Oh, was something about their pussy, though, man. It's like... It's on fucking point, man. It's like some of the best shit you can get into. Literally, right? Yeah, Dallas was... Uh, was probably some of the craziest years in my life. You know? You know, I think I've talked about... You know, renting a two-bedroom, two-bath condo, and, you know, pretty much renting out the room to a lot of people, right? You know, that that room had a whole lot of bitches staying in there. Like, you know, just one after another. One move out, another one move in, right? There's, like, so many fucking memories from all the bitches I fucked in Dallas. Like, it's fucking crazy. Like, I just, I sat here for a moment, I thought about it, and I was like, "Ah, damn, we fucked a lot of bitches in Dallas. We just, like, so many of them. (laughs) Uh, Man, you know, you know what would have been awesome, though, if I wouldn't have the same luck in San Antonio, like, the shitty tone, right? Like the dirty D and the shitty tone. If they would have been comparable in numbers, that'd be fucking sweet all day. Like I'm not even gonna sit here and say that I fucked like all time pieces. You know, there was there was females from all all walks of life. You know, there were die pieces. There were big girls. Decent sized girls, skinny girls, ugly girls, okay bitches. I mean, dirty, nasty bitches, good girls, bad bitches. Like, it was just all sorts of types of bitches, you know? Essentially, at the end of the day, when you decide to live that type of lifestyle, well, you got a different woman every night, every week, every other week. When I don't know what whatever your your shit is, you know. It's a beautiful thing. I'll continue saying this. It's a beautiful thing when you know you got that type of luck where you can you can have a woman let you in, even if it's just for a little bit, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man I'm not even sitting here to lie man I, I fucking miss Dallas you know the shitty tone doesn't compare to Dallas at all <clears throat> like I wish I actually had that type of luck in in San Antonio but I don't know what it is I've had a lot of luck though I've had some good luck here but not like Dallas though in Dallas it kind of felt like every night There was a different broad Always just having bitches drop by all the time Sometimes like 2-3 times a day It would just be like Different bitches dropping by you know It was crazy man You know just kind of looking back at it though It's just like I was I was fat um, I was drunk like all the time So, how does that make any sense? It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me. But it all happened. You know? I had lots and lots of fun. It was probably my golden years. Maybe. You know what it could have been, right? It could have been, maybe. I don't know. But... I don't know, you gotta, you gotta make some shit happen with the future though, with the present, so, either way we fucking, right, that's what I, that's what I think though when when I come across a woman, a girl, you know, I'm like, either way we fucking, doesn't matter if they say no, doesn't matter if they say they don't like you, Doesn't matter if you're not their type. I mean, all that shit doesn't matter. At the end of the day, what matters is that you trick them out of the panties, you know? You don't have to roofie them, you know? You don't have to rape them. I mean, if you got got skills on a mic like I do, if you got the gift to gab, you can pretty much talk any bitch out of her panties. So, think about that. You know, mentally fuck them, so you can really fuck them later, right? <laughs> <laughs> ah, pregos, I think Prago fucking makes the world go round, life for sure. It's got to. Come on, right? So just kinda continuing on with the uh the Savage Tales, you know? Saying Savage Tales kinda reminds me of DuckTales. Anybody watch that cartoon as a kid? I think it's still on too. Probably not as good. You know, it never is, right? But um Yeah, when I used to work at a uh, at this call center, the last one I worked at, man there was this girl i I thought was fucking beautiful you know she was short she was kind of stupid <laughs> uh, she had some big old titties she had a nice ass too I never got to fuck her though never but I got to I got to feel her up I got to make out with her I got to grab her big titties I got to do a whole lot of stuff besides fuck her though. Which I don't even know it was a good thing in that. I mean, if you don't get in, is it still mission accomplished? But the thing about her though was, you know, she had a family. She had a, I think at that time she had two kids, and she she had a dude she's been with since she was she was in high school, you know. And I don't know for some reason. She was always cheating the fuck out of him. You know? Always cheating on him. Always. No, if it wasn't me, it was somebody else, right? Like, there was this guy I knew. He, um... He was this tall, goofy motherfucker. Like, I don't know, something about him. Like, all the bitches liked him. Like, it did not matter what bitch. Like, they always, they always fucking liked him. Tall and skinny. You know, he really popular with everybody it's like everybody fucking loved him but this guy in particular he said um, he had told me he said he he used to fuck the shit out of her all the time right and I was like damn really I was like fuck man he said he used to tell her uh, hey you wanna go smoke in the car <laughs> and that said pretty much be his line with everybody he'd just be like you wanna go smoke in the car and then, next thing you know, they'll be smoking it up, and next thing you know, he's getting his dick sucked, and he's fucking that ass, right? You know, I never was jealous of, of this guy, you know? But, you know, he got something I never got to do, which was, fuck this broad. You know, I would messed around with her. You know, I had my way with her. But, um... For some reason, I never got the fucker, her, you know? And she's still with that guy. You know, the guy that she's been with since high school. She's still with him. And she got pregnant, like, not too long ago. And she had a baby. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's, that's fucking crazy, man. You know? Like, we'd work together. You know, we'd come in on a Saturday we'd sit next to each other and I was just fucking feeling her up the whole fucking time while we were working it was so fun like that's the thing about call centers like everybody in that motherfucker is trying to get fucked you know like all the bitches doesn't matter if they they take it or not they're all getting fucked they all want to get fucked doesn't even matter if they're married you know that saying holds true. I'm serious. Either way, we fucking, you know. You know the thing about, the thing about women. You know, if it doesn't work one way. You know, if you don't fuck it up too bad. You gotta, you gotta leave yourself a window. You know, the last thing you want to do is come off creepy, come off too pushy, come off this way or that way. You know. But sometimes you got to know when to go all in, you know? Like if you're you're working at a certain angle, you got to know when to fucking put all your cards down. You know what I mean? You're all in. Let's fucking try to do this. But other times though, if it's not working one type of way, you can always regroup and try it a different way. You know, essentially you can probably regroup as many times as you need to and you should be able to figure out a way that works <clears throat> now I'm not saying you're always going to get in but <clears throat> you should always have that mindset why not me you should always keep in the back of your mind I'm, I should always have a 50-50 shot of You know, getting what I want. You know what I'm saying? Like, you give yourself any other odds than that, then, I mean, you're probably going to set yourself up for failure. I mean, let's be real here. You know, confidence could be the liquor of fools, but I don't know. Something about people with confidence, dudes with confidence. Get the bitches going, right? Fake it till you make it. Like, if you think you ain't got no fucking shot in hell, man. As long as she doesn't think that you think that. There's always a shot. There's always a shot. There always is. You know, and if you've exhausted all your fucking options. You know, with this person. Another thing is, you gotta know when to walk away. I'll tell you something You walk away at the right fucking time She's gonna be wondering where the hell you went She's gonna be thinking about you Why isn't he fucking You know Showing me attention no more Why isn't he talking to me Why isn't he blah 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 You know what I mean So That's a power move right there You know flip the switch on him Flip that script You know, flip the roles. Then you got the power. And then, checkmate, right? You get what you want. The end result is the only thing that matters. That's the most important part of the story. It's the ending. It doesn't matter how you start. It doesn't matter. you made yourself look silly along the way the only thing that fucking matters is the ending (laughs) that's it it's all that matters And everybody knows what that sound means. It's the end of the show. Don't cry about it. <laughs> so, after two, three gloomy fucking episodes, I'm back on the mic. I'm giving you variety. I'm giving you something amusing, entertaining. Essentially, it's all me, right? <clears throat> you know those past episodes that were kind of sad they were kind of uh, kind of dark you may say you know that's some real ass shit right there you don't get that anywhere else you don't get that in many places you know you know I put myself out there for the greater good got no shame in my game right I mean, essentially, people will find out anything about you. So, if you don't talk about it first, I'm pretty sure somebody will talk about it at some point in life. And they'll beat you to it. So, if you're ever ashamed of anything you've done in life, you probably shouldn't have done any of that shit. You know what I mean? You probably should have went the other way with that instead of... Doing something that you're later gonna regret. I mean, we're in a day of age where anybody and everybody can find out anything about you. You know. Now I don't think it fucking matters if people find out shit about me. I probably talked about all of it already. You know. You know, just listen to my show if you want to learn about me. All right, <laughs> I air out all my dirty laundry. You know, all of it, talk about anything, talk about everything. I don't think there's anything out there that, anything I've lived, anything I've done that I won't talk about, you know. Now, if you got any questions you want to ask, anything you want me to talk about, hobo210 at AOL.com, right? <laughs> so I I don't know I think it's been a better show I think it's been a great show I think it's been a great turnaround You know um, I'm not even hating on the uh, On the dark gloomy episodes You know I think a lot of people Could get something out of it You know like There's a lot of good stuff That could be taken away from that So I'm not hating it you know, we got we still got that sequel to Savage coming up. You know, essentially I don't know which which way I'm gonna go into it. But I don't know, there's a lot of different ways you can go about talking about it again, you know. You know, probably the probably the highest rated episode to date is all I do is win. I have no fucking idea. I need to go back and listen to it like what is it about that episode that people just continue to listen to it over and over and over <clears throat> like did i say something crazy did i make some type of prediction or did i say something like if you play these lotto numbers you're gonna fucking win or something like that like like what is it like why are people listen to that episode more than any other fucking episode you know not even by just a little bit by a lot so i don't know i don't know what it is i might have to go back and listen to it see see what see what happens see what i talked about because i need to know right i need to know so we got the hobo book club coming up first ever reading how to make friends and influence people like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. I might just talk about the damn book for five minutes. I mean, it could be 20 minutes. I don't I don't fucking know because I, I have no idea. I've never done it before. But it kind of sounds like fun, though. Sounds amusing. <clears throat> you know, I still haven't gotten any emails about it, but I don't know. I guess it's still soon, right? Like, it's still early. So maybe I will, maybe I won't. You know if you got anything you wanna talk about, shoot me that email. Anything and everything. Feel free. So as soon as I pay my phone bill, I'm gonna I'm gonna monetize the the podcast. You're gonna be able to subscribe, give me money, sign up for that monthly deal, right? 99 cents, 499, 999. So I look forward to that. Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully everybody's eager to give me that money, right? I sure could use it. And as always, it's that Hobo with his Southern Twang Show. I'm that motherfucker with the million dollar voice. The host, Joe Madness. And as always, I'm out, bitches.